1: Jonathan Fritzen And news, with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz, where you meet the artists. It is Tuesday, uh, February 11th, I almost said November, February 11th. Um, Welcome to the show. Mike, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing okay, and you know, you also said the 11th. The day is the 4th, but I'll let I'll just okay, well,
1: uh, thank you. I am looking at the 11th, you're right. Th- thinking the 4th. Okay, so it's Tuesday, February 4th. How about that? All right. <laughs> Good, good. Glad you're doing all right. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on the picture of Marcus and BK Jackson, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. We are joined this evening by Marcus Anderson and BK Jackson. Marcus is a multi-talented producer, songwriter, composer, saxophonist, vocalist, and flutist. B.K. BK is a young, energetic saxophone sensation from Tampa, Florida. Both are members of Prince's 11-piece horn section known as the New Power Generation Orchestra. BK and Marcus, welcome to the show.
3: Hey. Uh, hey, what's going on? Hey, there? sugar.
1: Oh. <laughs> he you <say> think. sugar. <laughs> It's been a minute for BK, that's for sure. We were talking on the, yeah. um, before we started. It's been, the, the last time, the first and only time we he talked to BK actually decided. was in 2009.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, man, I was, it's been definitely. I was just graduating high school and I'm getting ready to graduate college. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Wow! He was all of 12 um, then. <laughs> and, uh, right. I think you were what? <laughs> yeah, you were 13. No, really. How old were you for real?
3: Uh, I was 18 uh, in 2000, yep, I was 18. <laughs> I, I think I just turned 18.
1: Okay, and he was making, already already buzzing in, in the smooth jazz world. I mean, people like Eric Darius was talking about BK Jackson at that point. Um, that's yep. just how good he was at 18. So, um, And Marcus, good to have you back, as always. Thank you. It's great to be back on. As
3: always, mm-hmm. I love talking with you guys, Terry.
1: Well, we love having you on. Now, before we get started, Marcus, uh, Mike has something he would like to say to you. Okay. <laughs> I,
0: I, I
2: will say that me and Charlie talk about you two guys all the time, and, and, and I got to say I'm your number one fan, and I'm also your number one hater as well, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Every time I talk to I say, man, you see Moses and BK? I say, man, they, man, they, do, they on Timmy Fallon. They on this show. They on that show. I said, man, I hate them
1: dudes. <laughs> <laughs> It's
4: all in love man It's all in love That's right
1: All in love That's right And wait Marcus Don't post something on Facebook And don't post like you in this bad a outfit on facebook didn't mike really just he can't take that with
2: all the colors that's right with all the colors too the colors be bright and beaming boy yes indeed
0: you know i love i
3: love i love the the primaries you know i love the primaries yeah (laughs) buddy gotta show them all love
1: every shade of primary
3: every shade of primary
1: Okay, I'm gonna uh we had a caller that called in at the same time BK did and his name is Kyle. He is called back, so I'm gonna take his call. Hi, Kyle. Hello? Hi, how are you? Welcome to the show.
5: Oh, thanks. Uh well I'm doing good. Um I just have a question for BK, he got a sec.
3: Okay, what's going on, Kyle? How you doing?
5: Hi, um I met you uh back in uh February at the Black Heritage Festival at the end. My mom works yes. at Fox, and I was just gonna ask, like, I've been really practicing, you know. I'm getting my style good, starting to make some songs. What other ideas do you have, you know, to get in the industry, you know, like you did at like the young age?
3: Yeah, well, I can definitely tell you, man. Uh, I think the the biggest advantage that that we have as as young artists in the industry right now of jazz is that it's a it's a pretty the earlier you start, the longer you can have in the career, for sure. And, I mean, that just goes across the board. What I would suggest that you do, man, is um, I started in church. Uh, so, and that was just, you know, my opening door. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, that for you. But for me, oh, it yeah. was church. Church opened up doors uh, drastically. It gave me my style. It taught me all 12 of my keys um, and just emulating the singers and, and things of that nature. And I started at little events, uh, like, like uh, church anniversaries uh, Performing at weddings of individuals That were really in the church And from there, you know, I was able to kind of branch out um, Yeah What Also what I could do uh, I know from, you know, Eric being from the same area His story, obviously, church as well but, you know, he was literally going to clubs. His dad was taking on jazz clubs at 14, 15 years old. And, <laughs> hey, can my son, you know, sit in the band? Um, I mean, and like I said, those are just two different, you know, types of avenues from that particular area, you know, that, mm-hmm. that happened to work. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing about the industry is just to be aggressive. The worst thing anybody can ever tell you is No. And I mean, and that's right. it. <laughs> After they say that, and you just keep going, and you keep pushing until you get a yes. And that's just the name of the game, especially with this particular industry in this day and time.
5: All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've actually. Like you said, I've been playing in my church group for like four years now.
3: And okay. And I've cool. also
5: met uh, Nate. Nate Mitchell. I played with yep, him yep, last yep. week.
3: Okay. Cool. So you guys are good company already. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
5: man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I hope to. Hope to be there soon with
0: you guys. Thanks and
5: uh,
1: appreciate it. Kyle, There's how no old problem, are you? Kyle. I am sixteen. Ah, oh, well, you yeah. hang in there, young man. You definitely hang oh, in yeah, there. you're at a
3: good age. You're at a good yeah. age. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and he's he's definitely with with the good company. Um, you know, Nate Mitchell pretty much backs a lot of artists that come into the area. Um, everybody from um, uh, what Nick Leon to um, who else came in there? Uh, Paul Brown, um, and Graham Grammy Award winner Paul Brown, and so uh, definitely, man, I can tell you what you're definitely taking the steps in the right direction um, because you know at, at, when I was 16, I was pretty much doing the same thing, man. So I tell you what, you you've already got a head start on the game for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. All right, sounds good. Thank you. I uh no problem. Hope to see you
5: when, when you come back in Tampa. You know, we can have uh-huh. a jam. <laughs>
3: Well, I'm always down to come back to Tampa. It's just a little bit difficult right now because you know school is yeah, kind of yeah. full time, and then I'm out in the road. But I tell you what, man, the next time I'm in, you know, I'll definitely hear about it, Tim. I will be there. Why don't you hit me up on on Facebook, and um, we'll change exchange information for sure. All
5: right. Yeah. Same, sounds good, man. Thanks.
3: All right. No problem.
1: Thanks for yeah. calling, Kyle. And good luck no to you. No problem. You hang in there. Oh, thank okay. You. All, right. All right.
2: Bye. I'll be listening. Bye. Okay, that was cool. So
5: cool.
1: Oh yeah, now, sixteen. Now,
2: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, now I want to ask you guys both of you guys something. You know, you mentioned BK starting on the church, but both of your careers really started to really take off after you guys won the Capital Jazz Fest uh, amateur competition. Uh, Marcus, you won I think in 2008, and I think BK was the year before you in seven, right?
3: Is no, yes, right I think mean, was it 2008, BK. I was eight. You were nine. Yeah. Okay, because after you, okay,
2: yeah. Now, Mel, how, how did that experience kind of help you guys really get out there, and how was that experience winning the, the competition?
3: Well, the Capital Jazz Challenge for me, um, I heard about it. I was 16. I actually remember submitting it just kind of as a, you know, really just, you know, with the same type of ambition that Kyle had, you know, with the phone call, just, you know, going out there. We heard about it. I wasn't sure if they would accept me or not because of the age or, or what it was. And um, I remember when I came home from school, my dad uh, had said that, you know, they called back and they said, look, we just need to know one thing. Is that really, you know, him playing in the video? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, that's him. And then from there, you know, they brought me up. Now, that experience was amazing because, I mean, I, I obviously had a chance to meet great musicians from the D.C. area, but the individuals that I was going up against were probably some of the most talented musicians that I've ever played with in my life to to this day, um, and that group was just ridiculously talented, um, so to kind of sit back and learn from them, uh, but being able to be on that particular stage you know, for the first time at 16, that right there is just kind of breathtaking. Uh, being able to be a part of the whole capital jazz, because, I mean, literally, the lineup every year is just amazing. They literally have who's who in the industry. And it's not just jazz. They also have an R&B uh, stage as well, where they bring out a lot of the great R&B singers of the, of today's time as well. So to kind of sit back and go backstage and be able to see how these individuals not only perform on stage, but how they carry themselves off stage as well, was a big growth for me as an artist. And uh, I definitely appreciate Cliff Hunt and everybody at the in the Capital Jazz family for giving me that opportunity to not only play at the festival, uh, but the crews as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to piggyback off of what BK said, it kind of happened the same way for me. And I remember even calling BK and um, and asking him uh, tips and anyway, it would help for me to to win. And not to say you know like oh Marcus, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, but all the tips he gave me were very helpful and like. Cause I asked him about song selection and what he did and I kind of, uh, used this template to pick my, my songs and how I formatted my show, you know, cause he already won. And even though he was younger, you know, he already knew, you know, what it took, you know? And, um, I remember the day that I got the call from Cliff. <laughs> I was actually driving on the highway. I had to pull over cause around that time things were just not happening for me in my career. Um, uh, so when I submitted the music and the video, Cliff called me. He was like, hello, Marcus. And I'm like, hey, Cliff. <laughs> 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 so I'm, I'm like, I'm pulling over. I'm like, are you serious? And he's telling me all this stuff. And then I'm not even thinking I'm going to win. I'm just happy just to get in. So I go and I actually win. I'm like, man, is this real? You know, so everything kind of changed, you know, my whole life. People noticed me. People started taking me serious because I, I don't know if it was the same for you, BK, but it was hard to be taken serious, you know, all the way up yeah. until that point. And then they say, oh, he won. Well, well he is talented, or he can play, you know, or he, re- he is a real artist. You know, I remember even, like, some of the people that didn't even want to take me on as far as working with me, now they want to work with me. Okay, he is real. Yeah. Like, let me see if I can talk him into being, you know, a management or something else. So it, it changed my whole life, you know, even to this day. That was the start of my my solo, my professional solo career.
1: And that it was the first time. To... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say definitely shout out to the people that come
3: out to that festival because they support heavy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they support year after year. by two, three CDs. They they show up and they remember you. Yeah, yeah. especially the people on the lawn. Shout out to the people yeah. on the lawn. There's way oh, the yeah, top. You can barely see. You got to use binoculars. Right. To
1: and that was the first time um, Mike and I met Marcus, was at the Capital Jazz competition, and we had the opportunity to interview him that next day, and we've just been following him ever since, and it, it's just, been, you, your career has just taken off, Marcus, it's just taken off. All right, I have another phone call, area code 910, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz.
4: How you doing, uh, Terry, this is Willie Bradley.
1: Hey, Willie.
4: How you doing? Will oh, to you? Yeah, uh, congratulations, Willie. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, and DK.
3: What's Just going on, say, Mr.
4: Willie? Uh, well, I want to say thank you for mentoring me through this process, man. You don't know the lives you touch through uh, what you do, and you never know who's watching you. So uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's good to, you know, keep putting your best foot forward, man. I admire the way you carry yourself, no matter where I see you. Uh, I mean, very professional at what you do, and very your class act. You know, and I admire what you and DK and the other horn section is doing with Prince, man. You guys have set the standard for all the horn players all over the country, man, because I envy you because I wish I could have one of those spots. So uh, my hat's off to you guys. You guys did a performance better than any of the Grammy performances I saw that night. That yeah. performance it's you guys sure, did on the on the, on the the show the other night far exceeded anything yeah. I've seen on the Grammys for a long
3: time. So, oh, wow. For real. Oh well, thank you, Willie. Well, thank you work hard you, yeah. anyway. You know, you got to respect someone that works hard. You know, you give us props, but a lot of people don't work nearly as hard as you do and make the leeway. Like you, really push through and you grind and you ask questions and you're always on top of things. So, I mean, a lot of that goes back to you. Is not, you know, I know we influence you, but it takes a man that that works hard and a man that knows what he wants and going for it to really make it happen. So, you know, you should credit yourself a lot more than you know than us. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I appreciate the all the advice, though. No, really do. Oh, no problem.
1: All right, Marcus. You know what? Did you ever think that someone that you would hear someone saying that you influenced them?
3: Um, maybe like later on when I was like forties or something. I didn't think <laughs> before I was thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is not too far. Hey man, I'm not thirty yet, man. I still, I still, I still, I'm still rocking these twenties, man. I'm still rocking these twenties,
6: and I'm gonna hold on
3: to it. Hold on, Marcus. Hold on, Marcus. Hold Hold on. I'm holding on. I'm holding on. (laughs) Guys, unchanged man, man. I can't. I can't let go. You know. But no, I didn't think this was gonna happen this soon. Everything that's happening right now. I feel like I'm like ten years ahead. I mm-hmm. really do, because I always say, you know, oh, man, that could happen, but it's, it's going to happen yeah. later. I still I still got work to do, you know. Every time something happens, I just don't believe it. I feel like I'm dreaming. I'm sleepwalking. Yeah. That's what was like. Yeah. All right. All right.
1: Let me welcome to the know, chat and room. You know,
2: me and Terry, we talk about you guys all the time, man, and I really – and Marcus, you know, I've already told you this before. You know, I think that you are at the head of the class as far as the new generation of these, uh, you know, contemporary jazz artists that are uh, coming out now. And BK as well. But I think that like me and Terry I talked to Terry about this. BK I think that your progression kind of I wouldn't say it's that, but it kinda slowed down a little bit once you went to college. Did you was that going to college a uh um how 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 did you decide to go to college versus just continuing with your music, uh, when you were so hat you know, then I mean I mean you're still hat but it's like now it's like, you know, well BK's in college so let's wait till he graduates now.
3: Oh yeah, well I, I can tell you what I can tell you this at least uh, it's I'm, I'm definitely coming back and I'm coming back with a bang, um. Mm-hmm. I, and I and I I like to think that I never necessarily left the scene. I just changed this a sense of direction as to the scene of which I was kind of catered to, um. And I, I'll explain when I first of all there was never a decision as to if I was going to college or not. I was raised by by parents who were college educated. Um, my mom and dad. Um, they both went to college. My biological father went to college. Um, all have degrees. So, you know, I was in that particular, class, uh, at the, I guess, um, education class. Uh, that was, look, you're going to college. You're going to better yourself. You're going to get a degree, and you're going to make something of yourself. And this happened before music. So this was always instilled in me. So that was never an option upon graduation from high school. Uh, when I came up to Florida and in university and i got I kind of got involved in a number of things um i, I became Senate president and I oversaw like a three point two million dollar budget for our student activ- um activities and services on campus um I also became a host on the radio and I was the jazz music director for that particular, so I got a chance to kind of sit back in and um as Bernard Jackson. I got a chance to to really kind of interact and uh, talk to a bunch of record labels, you know, about the artists and and see how they promote their artists on their particular labels. Um, unbeknownst to them, you know that I, I was, you know, BK Jackson trying to come up in the industry myself. I got a, also got an opportunity to uh, to cross Alpha Phi Alpha to try to incorporate it, which gave me a number of opportunities. Across the entire nation, and, um, and because of all these things, I'm, I feel like you know being an artist is important, but also being a man is important as well. And because I came to college and I'm, I'm getting ready to wrap up my education here at BAMU, I'll go rat with to anybody that might be listening. Um, I also, you know, have had the chance to develop other goals outside of music that I want to do and come up with a plan to actually pursue those. So, I mean, this isn't the end of my education, but I am going to take a whole, you know, take a leap of access for a couple uh, a couple years. But I am going to go back and get my master's and ultimately, ultimately my JD um, and uh, and just have the degrees, Pretty much just to have. I hope they never formally have to use them, uh, but I do want to use them and lean on them for other entrepreneurial ventures that I, I plan to pursue in years to come.
1: And when we, when I interviewed BK back in two thousand and nine, his mother was on the phone with us. She was yeah, like, sure was. Mm-hmm. Oh. "This going to college.
3: serious." Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I'm, I'm grateful. I don't regret any of it, and I, I really say that to you know to a lot of students out there that are kind of faced with that. You know what? No matter what it is, you know I, I tell you what: definitely get to degree because the music industry is probably one of the most unstable careers that you can have. I mean, you oh, literally man. look at the yeah. the level of. I guess, uh, of attention cries that, for lack of better words, that you see and you hear from other artists. I mean, let's just look at Justin Bieber and his attempt to try and grow up from a child star uh, to an adult star, even uh, looking at Miley Cyrus, you know, and I have my own position on, you know, kind of how the two of them handle both of their careers, you know, but just to see that a lot of individuals you know, come out as, as as young adults, but never quite make that transformation from you know, kind of child prodigy, you know, to a uh, a, a full adult. Um, but going through this particular avenue, at least at the end of the day, you know, I have something credible to fall back on and I can always be successful just because I've learned how to think differently. I've learned how to carry myself differently. I've learned how to interact uh, with, with individuals and how to, you know, position myself to be successful even under extenuating circumstances.
1: All right. Okay. Um, I have a phone call I'm going to take, and this is from your area code, BK. Then we want to talk about um, you guys working with Prince. Area code 813.
6: Welcome to Talking to the Hey. BK. Hi. 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 This is Julie Gordon. Hi, Julie. <laughs> I, Hi, Julie. I am a big fan of BK Jackson. I have been a fan of his since he was 15 years old and playing in a little bar over in St. Petersburg, Florida.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
6: BK was well, part of the most special day of my life. He played as I walked down the aisle at my wedding. Aww. And he was a surprise gift for me from my husband. And I just love him so much. And I have to say, that he has gracefully grown from a child prodigy to an adult star. And he's so humble and loving, and God's spirit is just all over him. Thank what you, is sweet. Julie. I
3: appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that.
6: Yeah, so I'm not going to hold up the time, but I did want to call in, and I'm happy for Marcus, too, and I just... My heart is just overwhelming. My husband's heart is just overwhelming, oh, all the great you. things that both of you guys are doing, and we will always follow you, and we will always get other people to follow you. Well,
3: and she you. is we not lying really about that. that. Thank you. Well, we appreciate the support. We always need it, you know. It's people like you to keep Absolutely. our careers driving.
6: And I'm looking for y'all back in D.C. Make it happen.
3: Yes, right. ma'am. Don't well, do it. Ms. Julie is <laughs> one of those individuals that does not show up to a gig alone. She comes with three, four cars. And all <laughs> our friends. Cars. And they all support. So definitely shout out to Ms. Julie and Mr. Greg. Right. Congratulations again, and thank you for the call. Well, thank, thank you, Ms. Julie. No you and guys Mr. have Greg. a good
6: night, and we love
3: y'all. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I love you, too.
6: All right.
1: Thank you, Julie. Okay, Marcus, I have a message for you um, from Jacob on Facebook. He says, thank you so much for interviewing Marcus. He raises the standard for instrumental performance in so many ways, music, presentation, and expectation. He mentors not only the younger generation, but his peers and his own seniors. I think Marcus has the future. That is from Jacob Censi, wow. I think. S.C.E., Yeah, Jacob Cessney, okay.
3: That's that's one of my uh, one of my students I mentor. Those are strong words, Jacob. Thank you. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh man. Thank you, Jacob. Okay. Yeah, he's a very um,
3: talented young kid too.
1: Yeah. All right. So now I want to talk about how you guys um, started touring with Prince. So Marcus, i gonna let you tell that story.
3: Um, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, it's kind of a long story, but I try to make it short. <laughs> I was I was, <laughs> I was in California and I was doing a, a festival, Jazz Fest West, and uh, my mentor called me uh, by the name of Donald Hayes, and he said, hey, I can't make this, uh, this gig tonight, but I can only make the second half. Can you play for me? And I said, sure. Well, the guy that was there was um, named Andrew Grouchet, and he had already been working with Prince, but I didn't know that. So I'm filling in for him, and I'm playing. And as I'm playing, he's checking me out. He's like, oh, man, I'm liking this kid. So at the end of the night, he's like, hey, give me your number. I'm going to call you. I'm thinking, this is L.A. talk. I'm like, he's not going to call me. So later on that next week, I'm playing in Reno. I'm actually in a movie. I see this number pop up on my phone, and I'm, I ignore it, actually. <laughs> and I told Gouche this. <laughs> I ignore it. I said, I don't know who this is. And then I end up checking my voicemail like later on, like after my performance. And he said, hey, Mark, this is Goucher. I sent press your video. He loves it. Call me back. And I'm like, huh? So I call him back. And I say, Hey man, this is Marcus. Uh you call? He's like, Yeah, I sent Prince your video. He likes what you're doing. He wants to work with you. Can you play tenor? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Who called? He said, Prince. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm trying to play it cool inside. I'm like, I'm freaking out. I don't know if I'm awake or asleep. <laughs> so <laughs> and basically from that, um, like I, they wanted to put together a horn section and then you know, I called Adrian and BK, and then we called a couple of other guys, and then we put together, like, the first half of the horn section. And that's how everything kind of came into the picture, and then it's been great. You know, I I think it was a great decision to even bring BK in and all the other mm-hmm. guys because BK has been so instrumental in, like, the look and the sound of the horn section. You know, Prince loves him. Everybody loves him. And, like, he has a personality, and all of us have personalities, but BK is like – that young guy is like he's always energetic and he's always trying to push it, even when it doesn't need to be pushed. He's like, come on, y'all, come on, turn up. <laughs> I'm like, turn up, man. I'm rehearsal. We've been here for 10 hours, man. I'm tired. <laughs> he's always that guy kicking his heels and all that stuff. So that's how, you know, that kind of came into be when it, um, but, the, you know, the whole thing with working with Prince and, like, the horn section stuff. And I'm, if I'm leaving something out, BK, you can chime in and, and, and let me oh, know. Man, I think you hit it definitely on the head, man. I remember when Marcus called me and asked me. I was actually at the Seabreeze Jazz Festival um, hanging out and just kind of, you know, looking at the artists and things like that, watching the show. When Marcus calls. He's like, hey, man, you know, we might be, uh, you know, auditioning for Prince, you know, you want in. So I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't anything to think about. You know, usually I talk to my mom about stuff first, but I was like, hey, no, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take this one. <laughs> I think I can make this decision pretty easy. Uh, but it was a, it was but, actually a few months later, so it had yeah, been a long time. Yeah, he
0: actually process. got out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he called me
3: months after <laughs> he had initially Ooh. got a punk up. Man, we were blowing up BK's phone. Like, I was like, BK, all right, you gotta play Barry. Like, I'm on tenor. just already playing also, but you gotta play Barry. He's like, I don't care, I'll play triangle. Like, right, I'm there. <laughs> so we're calling BK and blowing him up because he's moving. Like that same week, I'm like, hey man, yeah. like we need your info because we got to get this flight. And he's like, oh, like so we finally got the information and like literally he's moving out of an apartment to another apartment.
0: And, and that
3: like, day, like, the next day, the flight that I had to be on was 8 o'clock in the morning, and I had to be moved out of my apartment by, like, 12 o'clock that same day, which meant there was four hours that I was losing, and my house wasn't even almost
0: packed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was like, literally, there were boxes everywhere, empty boxes which meant I had to put the stuff in them. <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to move my furniture. Like, literally nothing. And I was like, cool. I got on the plane anyway and just went out there. So when we get there, and his Barry gets damaged on the flight. So not yeah. only, like, he didn't get to move out of his apartment, we get there, we got an audition, and we hadn't played together as a horn section. We're like, how in the heck are we going to pull this? We right. like, haven't got any music. We haven't got anything. But somehow, like, that week, Everything just kind of flowed into a, like, I guess Prince saw everything that was, you know, that was in the groove. He saw the potential of every musician, and he liked it. And, you know, he was grooving with it. He was like, yeah, you know, you could see him nodding his head. And everything he did was kind of, like, groove-related. He never really gave us, music to rehearse until we got there. And then sometimes he would say, all right, let's not worry about the music. Let's just play some stuff and then make up something yeah. on the spot. And I think it was that that really impressed him, you know, our ability to be able to create on the spot and vibe and our showmanship. Okay. Yeah, that, that entire week was just remarkable. Like, we got a chance to jam till 4 o'clock in the morning with Larry Graham. Oh, we had, man, I, Larry Graham. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I mean, that right there, jamming with Prince and Larry Graham, like – And we uh, play ping pong, too. Yeah, and watch him play ping pong. If you heard any of the rumors, I know Jimmy Fallon has a story out, you know, about how how he played played, uh, ping pong. He is, honestly, he's got my vote. I think he needs to go to the Olympics. i am telling you, he He can can stop playing music right now and go to the Olympics playing ping pong and make it. And be an undisputed champion. I'm, I promise mm. you, I'm not just saying that because he's our boss. Like I'm really serious. If he's ever telling you ping pong, ping pong I'm, I'm telling you, don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> you, ever seen, you ever seen like that, that episode, or I'm sorry, that movie Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump went to ping pong, and it's like everything Forrest Gump did. I mean, and frankly, yeah. I'm not calling you Forrest Gump Prince, but I'm just saying <laughs> you were that good. And <laughs> you know, maybe I should just stop talking right now. But yeah, Marcus does that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Never mind. Just, just X that out. (laughs) Next Mm -hmm.
1: question. (laughs) What do these taped interviews? (laughs) Well, I remember when I first heard BK was going to play for Prince. I said to Mike, "Now, when I interviewed him in 2009, Miss Jackson was like." Mm-mm, you got to go to school. You got to go to college. Yeah. I'm like, is she really gonna let him? And Michael's like, it's Prince. You think she gonna say yeah. no to him playing with Prince? Yeah. She
3: did say I don't no. care if it's
1: I don't care if it's <laughs> she, Jackson or whoever else. She, she, she did say
3: no. She did definitely she? said no. Yeah, she said no. She she gave me the whole these opportunities will be there speech and all that great stuff. You need to finish school.
0: <laughs> he wasn't I trying mean, to
3: hear it. I, I was psyched. <laughs> I think, honestly, though, and I love my mom dearly, um, and I, I think everybody, if it wasn't for my mom, I wouldn't be playing the saxophone. And I think, you know, everybody should definitely listen to your parents, and when you're 15, 16, you might not be in a position to necessarily make this type of decision. You know, however, you know, at that at that point, you know, I was 21. I had been in school. I, was, I think I was going into my junior year, um, and I knew how to handle my mom, and so I just so very... Uh, politely just told her uh, I love you, but uh, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I'm,
0: about, I'm about to get on this plane, <laughs> and I'm mean, get on, and, get on know,
3: that plane, right? And she's she probably kinda, telling you that. And the way she went, the way this is, this is what happened. So you know, we got out there. We really. You know, just what we weren't sure, you know, how long we would be out there, what he wanted us to do, if he even wanted us to be around. You know, it was just an audition. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to go out and do the audition. You know, we do the audition. We come back home. Um, we get sent, you know, we get called to go back out. And that's kind of where it kind of got serious at that point. I had a lot of opportunities on the table. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I just kind of had to sit back and say, all right, for where I am right now, you know, what is going to afford me the best opportunity you know, to, to kind of become more independent. And uh, this, this avenue really helped me with that. I get a chance to learn from, like, uh, in an amazing mu- musical uh, prodigy that the way I look at it, I mean, there, there's Mike, there's James Brown, there's Prince, and, like, these all three of these individuals are, you know, amazing entertainers. But Prince is an amazing entertainer, and Prince is an amazing musician. And literally to kind of sit back and learn and watch how he puts together shows, how he arranges songs, um, and just kind of be a part of that process. I'm not going to get this lesson anywhere else. This is like Prince University. <laughs> this I'm is saying, the Prince ultimate the university. university. Yeah. Yeah. We're in grad <laughs> school. I always tell people right? that. <laughs> and so <laughs> to kind of get there and 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 be there and, I mean, you know, to – to get the 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 scholarship as well is, is pretty great. So I mean at that point, you know, she kinda had to uh Hold on, he gave you a scholarship? Yeah, he gave me a scholarship every time we uh, come home. <laughs> Man, he didn't give me a scholarship. I'm gonna have to talk to him about that one. Right, he gave you a scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> so to um uh, so just to, once once that once all all of it, once you understand the dynamic of the situation. You know, it kind of went from, you know, BK, you need to, you know, be in Tallahassee and make sure you finish school and and blase, blase to, uh, all right, BK. I need you to take your books to Minnesota with you when you go up there, and <laughs> you need to mm-hmm. make sure you do print stuff, but <laughs> we'll make sure you get your the studies there at the same time. But I told her, I went to her with a plan. Like, mom, this is my plan. Uh, you know, I'll be out at this time. You know, I'll make sure my studies are are at this level, and I've held up to you know that end of the bargain. So it's it's just kind of been you know a win win situation all around.
1: Oh, cool. And Marcus also. Had just joined the sax pack, um, yeah. yeah. You know, and he had to leave the sax pack to do it. So you both had some great opportunities um, on the table, and then you get this call, and you both were like, uh, "Bye."
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was lucky enough to have school behind me at this point, you know, so I didn't yeah. have to worry about it, you know. And, yeah. and the sax pack came along. I mean, they've been working with me like so much with everything. And, I mean, big props to them because they said, well, go ahead and do your Prince thing. We'll be here when you get back. And I'm like, no, you guys don't have to wait for me. But they've been waiting for me to do this, you know, whole experience with Prince, but yet still work on an album with them at the same time. So, you know, much respect for those guys for doing that, you know. Not not, not a lot of people would do that, you know, but they felt value in me and having me in the group that I'm really thankful and honored, you know, because these guys are much older they're much more experienced than I am. And they could have chosen anyone else, but they chose me. So I'm so thankful for that, too.
1: Mm. All right. Um, I have a phone call. Marcus, from your area code, area code 864-621, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hello? Hello? Okay, I guess they just want to listen. That's fine.
3: Okay. Maybe maybe they're nervous. (laughs) They're on the other line just breathing
1: maybe (laughs) all right (laughs) all right area code 704 welcome to talking smooth jazz area code 704 hello hi what's your name
5: hi this is derwin friday from uh 50 york i was calling to uh, say hey to market
1: hey
3: Hey, friday friday what's going on man
5: how you doing brother how's it going man
3: Man, I'm great. It's been forever, man. Oh, so so pleasant to hear your voice, man. Dude,
5: it's been way too long, man. I just wanted to holler tell you how proud I am of you, man. You sound wonderful. You look good doing your oh, thing. Thanks. Very proud thanks, of you,
3: man.
0: sir. Oh, oh, thanks,
3: man. You guys have been doing a lot of great things, too. I've been seeing you on Facebook and the website and the CD. I love the CD artwork, by the way, too. It's, it's pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm. Isn't it nice? Yeah, I like it, too. Uh, yeah, we we worked real hard on it,
5: but yeah, hey man, look, I just wanted to holler in, tell you hello. I hadn't talked to you in a long time, but I was like, yo, this one's man, Marcus and BK, man. I remember BK when he was like a young buck, watching him on YouTube. Hey man, that's yep. good work. That's good work, man. Thanks. Real good stuff, doc. Keep doing what y'all are doing, man. But Marcus, holler at me sometime, and uh, we'll definitely catch up soon, man.
3: Yes sir, uh, yes sir. Thanks for calling, right. man.
5: Hey man, no thing, man, no thing.
1: So, thanks, so, Hour. Uh, okay, um, so Marcus and BK both are working on a new music, a new CD. Um, I have a song from Marcus' upcoming CD. you have a name for the CD, Marcus?
3: Uh, yes, um, we're actually releasing and announcing everything this week, so you guys are kind of getting like your first exclusive for the album and a debut to here. Pretty much the, one of the first songs off of there, but The new record, you'll find out. Stay posted to my Facebook, Twitter, and my website and social media. All this stuff, my e-blast, you'll be finding out this week what the name of the album is and when it's coming out.
1: Okay. BK's um, CD is not ready yet, so I don't have a song from his new CD, but I do have one to play from his CD on the move. Um, But I'm going to start with Marcus first. This is called You Made My Day. Tell me about this one, Marcus.
3: Well, You Made My Day came from me just getting good news or something good happening. Is a bunch of experiences. I said, well, that's pretty cool. Like This happened. That made my day. You ever had someone call you and give you some great news or things? You Made My Day. And and that's how the song kind of came to
1: be. All right. This is You Made My Day. All right, that is brand wow. new music from saxophonist Marcus Anderson from his upcoming CD called like "You that. Made My Day." Yeah, yeah, very nice. I like
0: that a lot. Just yes, really very, very nice. You know
2: what? And when and when it first came on, Marcus, I thought it it kind of sounded to me. My first thought was uh, "Love Changes" by Kashif and Melissa Morgan. That that was what uh, I was thinking about when when yeah, when it first came on. I like that man. I got I got to go nice. check that
3: out. I got to go check the "Love Changes" by Melissa Morgan. Yeah, that's okay. cool. I was also trying to um get across, like, a whole, like, 90s vibe, like, early 90s, because I'm a big 90s fan, you know, I was born in the 80s, but. Shout out I to the 90s. The, uh Coming to the 90s. <laughs> BK's a 90s baby. You know? But I love them. Um, I love the 90s, man. Everything about it, like, just you had SWV, you had, you know, TLC, you had all these awesome groups. You had all, everything was just formed you know in the 90s like that really feel good music you know the 80s had a lot of great music too but just, it was something about the 90s that felt very special and um i just had to write a song with that whole vibe in it you know and bring it back to like jazz cuz i don't think uh, i don't think anyone's done that for a long time so thought i should do it
1: okay, okay. all right bk you're next um with yeah yeah, yeah. tell me about this one
3: um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, kind of like a tune that was pretty much, a you know, baby steps in more sort of direction of where I'm going now. Um, it was a tune I, I co-produced with Alan Sams, uh, who's kind of worked with everybody in the industry, um, you know, during the 90s, actually. Um, and so it's kind of got a little bit more of a, a little hip-hop kind of bounce to it, um, and it kind of, you know, pretty much... Brings out a little bit of the usefulness, but at the same time, literally, you know, kind of stays into the style of, of smooth jazz. So it's cool, man. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that is saxophonist B.K. Yeah. Jackson from his CD, On The Move. And that was Yeah, Yeah. Uh, B.K., how old were you when that CD was released? Uh, I
3: was, what, 18 when the CD was released.
1: Okay. All I'm right. 22 now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Marcus, Phil Denny um, posted in the chat room. He says, Marcus, I was in the kitchen when your song was playing. He likes the sound, likes the 90s stuff. He says it sounds like ninety stuff, and he said you should cover Alexander O'Neill's Sunshine.
0: Oh man, that's my jam.
3: Oh, thanks, Bill. <laughs> <Phil>.
0: uh, <laughs> I got to go
3: check that out because I don't, I don't know that tune. But y'all are giving me some really good feedback. Oh, 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 he, oh. he, he, he don't know that. Wait, that know
1: know you, him, you how young Marcus is. Okay.
3: <laughs> hey, 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 Mike! Mike, do me a favor. Mike, sing it for me. Sing it for me, Mike.
0: I'm <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> no, you
2: now I, I forgot how 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 it sounds I forgot right now I, I don't remember but no it's um i can't I can't go into the day without my sunshine that that's how it is. yeah,
3: uh, yeah I can't go into just you know what I, I I probably know it once I heard it um
0: mm-hmm.
3: I, I'm not really that good with titles or lyrics, so those two things you can cancel me out on, but I know if I heard the tune i I'd probably recognize it, so I'm not going to say I don't know it but the name doesn't ring a bell.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. All right. But All right. Well, thanks, Area- Phil. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's a great guy. Area code 919. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hello? Hi. What's your name? Hello, Jose. I'm Hi, Jose. How are you? Oh, hey, Jose. What's going on, Jose? Hey, Marcus.
2: Hey, I have a question for BK.
3: Hey, how's it going?
2: Hey, um, how did you manage like the balance your music classes and like other general classes?
3: Um, as far as just you know, like spending time. like
2: history and like practicing and stuff like that.
3: Oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I will tell you what, uh, these classes that, I, that I'm taking are, are pretty much standard classes, but you know, knowledge that you know every musician should know. Um, but usually when I take these, uh, they take these classes. I study them just like I would study history. You know, I'm taking music theory uh, right now. I'm uh, my last mu- music theory class. is like the level 400 class. Um, I'm also taking um, I'm taking uh, what? What am I taking? <laughs> I'm taking that class. I'm taking a uh, business of law, um, and I, I literally treat these classes the same uh, as my music classes. You know, you have to really pay attention to a lot of the details and make sure that you really grasp the concepts of music because I mean I think it, it's probably uh, a little bit embarrassing to kind of be from the music music area to say I'm on a road with Prince and then get around musicians and not be able to intelligently talk to them, you know, about different types of music and what's going on in the music from a uh from a more technical standpoint of view. So I've really just spent, you know, the same amount of hours on my music theory, my jazz band music, and all that great stuff, and practicing as I would you know being in being in front of a textbook uh in a library, studying business or law or managerial accounting so i, I kind of treat them just the same to be honest with you okay so, um do, did
0: do
2: sometimes did you just feel discouraged
3: like oh, I' just want to practice
2: sex, but unfortunately, I' have practice on this math,
3: yeah, well, I tell you what man it, it comes a there's about two times a semester when I'm like, why am I in school? That's midterms and exams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: and they,
3: <laughs> that always gets me every single time. You know, but I've been able to manage. You know, I, I think that's kind of like the big blessing here, you know, so uh, to keep a be, a, be average, to kind of keep moving forward and all that great stuff, uh, be able to go on the road. You know, it's just, it, it does take away time. I mean, it's times where, you know, I'm like, I bring my textbooks on the road. We get back from rehearsal, you know, you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night, and it's like, cool, uh, let me go to sleep because at, you know, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, I have to <laughs> open this textbook and start literally, uh, you know, studying and taking notes on the chapter. And I remember taking one class that was online, and we, um... Uh, I had a uh, – it was like a hybrid class. So the majority of class was online, but we still met in class um, for a majority of, uh, of of the class as well. So I literally be- remember being in L.A. We were filming for Jimmy Kimmel, and it's like the day before Jimmy Kimmel, and I'm sitting here, you know, in class, online, in the hotel, and my teacher is like, you know, Bernard, every time you're on here, you have a different backdrop. What city are you in now? You know, so <laughs> – so it's it's just literally, you know, you have to kind of – once you make that commitment, you really should honor it. Um, and I, like I said, I, I definitely would encourage anybody to go to school, but I I'll encourage everybody. It's not easy, you know, but it can be done. Probably one of my new mentors is Amir Windham, who's the youngest executive vice president um, of any label, and he is actually uh, executive A&R for – Atlantic Records, so Bruno Mars, B.O.B., T.I., all of those artists, you know, are on, on his label, and uh, he got his degree while having, you know, similar roles, but more on the executive side of uh, of things, like literally going to school for promoting a Kanye West album that went triple platinum, you know, so having having mentors like that kind of in my corner, and hearing those stories, seeing this motivation to kind of keep going, even when I don't want to. Mm, okay. Thank All you. Right.
1: Well, thank you, no problem. Okay, so now I have two more questions um, for you guys. First, I want to talk about the Jimmy Fallon show. You guys killed okay. that show. Killed it.
3: Appreciate it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was a fun don't show. do Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Liv Warfield.
0: The unexpected
1: yes.
3: comes out. I know, dropping well February 18th. 18th. Yeah.
1: yeah, February 18th. Mm. Wow, you guys killed that! And talk about BK's personality when you grab that that dollar bill or whatever was out of her hand and just kind of stood there <laughs> and played with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: and that and that's that's really cool. Um, you know, the uh, just the practice for that. And just being, like I said, being a part of that process and, and watching, you know, Prince and Live collab, you know, on how the show should actually go uh, live and bring the song from the record to the music video, from the music video to Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel. I mean Jimmy Fallon. I'm sorry. Um, and that that's, that process is just fun. And then when you're on stage, you know, with with the entire horn section. And and lives band who's rocking and have notable musicians in that band who have played for major artists as well. It's just it's honestly it's fun. Like I enjoy it. It's not work. Like I tell people all the time, we don't go to work. We go to fun. That's yes. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. The stage is our playground. I don't know if anyone's ever played right. before, but the yeah. stage is our playground. Yeah. So so that when you keep that mentality, and you're with these people. I mean, I, honestly, if you guys can just – I don't even know how to begin to let you guys fathom the amount of fun that we have on the road. And that's what makes these performances work so well. It's because yeah. we actually have chemistry off the stage as well. Like we enjoy ourselves as yeah. as well. And that's, that's important true. in any atmosphere that you're in. Yeah, it doesn't true. end like when we walk off stage and leave. Like, we literally – Leave to go have more fun after having fun right. at work. <laughs> <laughs> karaoke night, you know. Oh man, we, we have that. Marcus uh, is the man. Oh man, Marcus I'm the man. Oh, oh yeah. karaoke. I walk oh, yeah. in, they scream, oh, "It's you!" I'm like, "Yeah." Right. Really? You know, Marcus has you fans for karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's so funny. Like, they they recognize us. You know, I have to go. I have to go in with a hoodie on.
0: Mm,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, now I want to ask you guys, you know, performing with Liv and performing with Prince and everything, when you guys, you now Marcus, you know, your your wardrobe is really, I like the wardrobe a whole lot. You know that. I tell you that all the time. Yeah. But yeah, now yeah. when you guys are on stage with Prince and with Liv, now who uh, chooses the wardrobe or who, uh, you know, because that, what you guys had on the other night, that was hot with the Texans. That was really nice.
3: Yeah. Uh, most of the yeah. time, BK, BK, Adrian, and I, we kind of have like this worked out, you know, wardrobe and outfit thing. And then the thing for Jimmy Fallon, everybody was kind of told what to wear, and then they kind of styled us a little bit. But most of the time, BK, Adrian, and I have this collaboration, Art. right, we're going to wear this. You know, BK has his color of like gold, mine is like more like red or crimson. And then Adrian wears like purple or anything related to that. So most of the time, you can pick us out. In the horn section, you know, that's purple, that's Adrian, that's gold, that's VK, and that's red, that's Marcus. You kind of know that. We keep that consistent. You're going to have a different style like each show. So you're going to have that color. Maybe like an ascot, or maybe a bow tie or a pocket right. square or shoes you know, or pants. you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, kinda, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do it all. <laughs> so, so
2: does Prince, like, I mean, does, does Prince look at y'all and say, hey, man, that's nice, or, I mean, does he say anything about what you guys are wearing or he doesn't, he just lets you guys do what you do?
3: Well, I mean, he provides the direction, and then, you know, from there we just kind of go with it. So, you know, he'll say, all right, cool, you know, we we definitely want you guys wearing, you know, black and white today. So then Adrian and Marcus and I, you know, get together, okay, how are you going to do this black and white? You know, obviously the typical would be a black suit, white shirt, so then we'll put on a white suit with a black shirt, you know, or, or somehow, how can, you know how can we, how can we just take, you know, the direction that he's given us and just run with it? And that's generally, you know, all we do, you know, every time. I mean, like I said, or, that's or BK, you gotta, right. t- you gotta tell them to. Or we'll put on white pants and a black sleeve leather jacket in right. ninety ninety
0: eight
3: degree weather. <laughs> oh my goodness! Not always smart. Especially by the third song, when we looking at each other like,
0: Are you tired? I'm tired. All
3: right, to go, to go back to tell you to fill you in more on this, guys. There was a show that we did in Curacao. Now, if anyone doesn't we'll know that, what Curacao is in the Caribbean, it was very hot. It was an outside festival. It seemed like a great idea. We were in New York. It was cold. Hey, look right. at these jackets with leather sleeves. They're black as yeah. leather. Man, it's gonna be mm-hmm. awesome. We gonna look good. We didn't take into account that we were gonna be outside and hot. So by nineteen ninety nine, I'm looking at B K, his face is <laughs> direct. Like <laughs> <laughs> th- it
0: looked like someone took a glass of water and poured
3: it. Man. He looked like Marcus, I ain't gonna make it, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I was like, come on, man. Like, me and BK thugged it out. We kept our jacket on. Adrian, we man, he's did. like, I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, you're right, right, man. I'm hot. <laughs> I'm hot, man. I got a ponytail, man. I got, I'm hot. Right. <laughs> I don't know how, to the day, I have no idea how we made it. Oh, my God, I was just ready for water after every song.
5: <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be that hot. We went on stage at, like, 9 o'clock, you know, at yeah. night. So, you know, I guess we're thinking that it's going to cool off. We're right there by the ocean. No.
3: Nope. Really.
0: None of that nope. played a
3: factor. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> None not of that all, played a huh? factor. Yeah. Yeah, not <laughs> even a little bit. Let's well, just say no. when MPD's at the stage, we we get it hot.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I also wanted to say um uh, uh, about the Jimmy Fallon show, I like I love the way you guys staged it in that, you know, the, the players, the horn players were on either side of Liv, and it's like you guys weren't in the back of the stage, you know what I'm saying? You guys are right yeah. there um, playing with her on either side of her. And Marcus and BK, camera was on you all the time,
3: all the time. <laughs> I it mean, I good. don't know what good. that was about. I mean, it's not like we paid them like right. the money to shoot us. I mean, I don't know what that's well, about. So. I yeah. think Marcus <laughs> probably tipped t- t- the camera guy a couple of bills. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know where that came from. It's not I like I told a hey, man, to, Get more I camera have shots to be in me. front of
1: them. <laughs> it was good. It was really good. I liked the song. Yeah. Live did you guys killed that? I swear you killed oh, that. You, now man. that was a lot of fun. I, I can't let you go without asking you about this video. Uh, okay. <laughs> a pimp named Dollar make it want make her want to holler. Uh, a, pimp <laughs> <make> a, holler. <laughs> a pimp named
5: Dollar make her holler. a pimp named Marvelous.
0: Well. Oh, Marvelicious. You got to say
3: it three times. Marvelicious, Marvelicious, Marvelicious,
0: Marvelicious.
3: (laughs) Well, I think all of that, I mean, like, that just literally is the living proof and testament among other videos that, you know, we posted to how much fun we have on the road. We're sitting at dinner. Marcus gets an email um, saying, you know, hey, Prince wants to have a disco party tonight. Now, we never know when Prince is going to throw a party, and he throws parties pretty regularly. So it's like, cool, disco party? I looked at him. I was like, yo, we should get some outfits. <laughs> and he was—he looked at me and said, yeah, man, let's do it. I said, cool. I said, where are we going to get them from? He said, man, it's a party city right around the corner. We went to party city. Literally, you would have thought that it was nobody there but us. We literally just went straight to the back. We looked for costumes. We find costumes. We just literally start matching this stuff together. Yeah. We came up with all of, this, all of this stuff on the spot, like literally on the spot.
6: My it started with an Afro about,
3: and then we ended up with yeah, a, with an outfit. <laughs> right, Just literally, that's how it all happened. My name came about because I had like uh, dollar dollar bills on my on my rings, and I had dollar bill signs on my um, I had dollar bill signs on my rings and dollar bill signs on my eyeglasses that I had on. So it was like mm-hmm. cool. I'm gonna be a pimp named Dollar, and then I said, make a dollar. That's yeah, <laughs> that's how the name came out. Pimp <laughs> named Alan was And and I and uh I think what an Adrian said, Well why they call you that? And she said, because I do something strange for a piece of change. But that's, <laughs> but that's how the whole that's how the whole tag came about.
1: And okay, Marcus and yours?
3: I mean, well, people used to call me in college, they used to call me marvelous. And I was like, Man, if I was a pimp, man, i need to be marvelous. I was like, you gotta mm-hmm. say it three times, and I just needed a catchphrase. So you know, my name, my right. name, she You gotta say it three times, Marvelicious, Marvelicious, my Marvelicious. and it just, it just then, went so well. And I was like, yeah, that's
0: me. That's yeah. It.
3: And then <laughs> when Adrian came out. He got, he actually got lived to straighten his hair out
0: so yeah. that it could
3: have, it could have be like pretty much a wrap. And I uh, we found like purple. We found that purple cape for him and the yep. hat as well. And uh, yeah, so he was a so, cowboy, right? <laughs> and so. He was a pimp named Beautiful, aka Cowboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, literally, we just kind of ran with it, and then he does the whole, oh, I think I hear some, I think I hear some, you hear that? We just made some money, some money, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> there it goes, and we just really <laughs> ran with it. And well, actually, I don't think we had the sippy cups in the uh, in the video, because you know no, like, we every didn't. pimp usually has like this big cup, you know, that they they they, they sip from. And we we're like, you know what? We're gonna get these sippy cups with the with the silly straws, you know, and these gonna be our cups. And we just kind of ran with it. I mean, Prince got a literally, he got a good laugh out of it. Everybody at the party got a good laugh at it. I think we were the only ones that uh, kind of took him serious with the whole disco thing because we were the only ones. Yeah, dressed we up. yeah we were the only ones dressed up. It was we walked in. We was like, yo, nobody else up. is dressed up. Dressed up. And we. <laughs> So we just kind of made it like we had our own walking theme music and everything. Like it was official. And like I went over to Prince, you know, because I was like, I felt awkward because nobody else. And I'm like, let me see if he's okay with this. So I tried to give him my pimp hat. He was like, oh, no, thank you. I'm trying to quit. (laughs) (laughs) So I think he was okay at the point where how we would dress, you know, because he was laughing and stuff. So I didn't feel awkward anymore. That was gone.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. This video is hilarious. And when you guys are walking out the door with the lean and all of that Oh and, yeah, oh
3: it's, it's yeah. Funny. I tell you what. We do stuff like this all the time. Like we have it all theme the time. We a like we literally it's so many inside jokes, <laughs> you know, that we come up with on the road. Because, I mean, all you do is travel. You know, so we're on planes, then we have car rides, literally we get bored. Right, oh, yeah. Marcus is one of the funniest people to have. He literally makes the drivers do the funniest things in the world. Like we've had full concerts from drivers all the way to the hotel because somebody, because the driver said he could sing, and Marcus is like, "Oh, you should give us a concert," and they just literally <laughs> run with it. Oh, that one drum, he was like, I got Damn. something. Here's the bass line, <laughs> 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 and
2: then he'll give us the
3: bass part. You sing the bass part, and you do the drums. Then he'll start singing. Like he get everybody parts in the car, right. and we're his backup band. He starts singing. <laughs> I'm like, man, pay attention to the road. We gotta get to the hotel. We really can't make this stuff up. We probably almost got in like four or five accidents because he literally wanted to be Elvis. <laughs>
1: That is crazy. That is hilarious. Yeah, buddy. I'm, well, I'm glad cool. you guys are having a great time um, with Prince, and I'm so yeah. proud of you guys. I really am. I mean, golly, just to see how where you guys have come from. BK from 2009 to now, and I'm sorry, That's yeah, true. 2008 to now, and then Marcus from Capital Jazz Challenge mm-hmm. to now. I mean, wow. Yeah, Definitely.
0: Yeah, you know, I had a great you, journey. Same
2: thing with me, man. I'm I'm proud of you guys too. You know what I'm saying? You know, I talk to Marcus a lot, and you know he knows. You know what I'm saying? You know, I love both you guys, man. Because I see you guys are really the future of the music, as far as instrumental, uh, you know, I- instrumental pop or contemporary jazz, whatever they want to call it. I think you two guys are the future uh, of this music, and you guys are really mm-hmm. going to do some damage. With the type of music that you're gonna bring out, especially now that you're with Prince, you, like like you know that that song Marcus just had, it had a '90s vibe to it. No, I know that you guys have learned a lot from him. but I think that he has a kick being with you guys too, from from the story that you guys told tonight as well. So yeah,
1: yeah. I think so too. Definitely. I think so too. Yeah, I think I think we, I think we keep guys.
3: entertained. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah,
3: yeah. And we and we thank you guys for for the work that you guys are doing within the industry and literally providing you know artists like myself and artists like Marcus a platform. Yeah to be heard in the community, um, especially, you know, now where it's, you know, everybody's kind of, you know, more so catering to kind of like the stars who have been here for a while, you know, literally up-and-coming artists and guys who have proven themselves in the industry, you know, really are are still searching for that same platform to be heard as well. And we definitely thank you guys for, for uh, allowing us to have this platform, you know, to speak to the audience. Thank you all so much. We really appreciate that. Yes, yes, thank you so much, Terry. We got the week, month after month. We thank you. Because you guys just had, what, a 10-year anniversary or five years? Five years. Five
1: years. Five years, yes. Yeah, five years, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for letting well, my music
3: be heard and oh, BK and everyone blessing. else, all the independent, all the up-and-coming artists, people like you. And BK already said it, but I just want to co-sign with it. Thank you guys so much.
1: Well, it's our pleasure. We love you guys. We love you to death. So um, we're I love happy you for you and proud of Proud of what you have accomplished so far, and um, you know it's just more more and big uh, things coming you guys' way. So, that's right. You know, yeah, definitely. Well, All right. So, well, well hold, on,
2: hold on, before before we before you let him go, sorry Marcus, okay. uh, speaking of big things, you posted that you got something else coming up on your Facebook page. Be prepared or something you posted. Can you tell us a little bit about that, or is that oh, you know you're going to oh, announce that down the line? Oh, okay, you see. Okay.
3: Right. In due time, my friend, in due, in due time. Okay. All right, cool, all right. Uh, okay.
1: okay. All right, well, uh, Marcus, let everyone know where they can find you.
3: They can find me on MarcusAnderson.net or on Twitter Instagram at MandersonSex. That's the first initial last name, Sex.
1: Okay. And I'm uh, just... BK? <laughs>
3: all right. <laughs> you guys can check me out. The new website will be up this month. I'm so excited about it. The all-new bkjackson.com, as well as BK Jackson Sachs is the URL for all of my social media, and I'm literally on everything, whether Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that great stuff, Snapchat, everything <laughs> in between. So uh, definitely link up with me, and I'm excited. The new project is definitely going to be being released this year. Life of the Party 2014 coming two ah. years near you. Okay, mm-hmm. now Mark. i I forgot. I forgot to talk about that too. My album's coming out this spring. I forgot to announce that. I'm so sorry. Please forgive I want to have you
1: both back on individually to talk about your new projects. Well, I want to yes. come back. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, All right.
2: Hey, and oh, we what, oh, sorry, Before we let him go, one, one more thing for me. Now, have you guys tried to get Prince onto the uh, social media type thing, or is he hip to that or what? Well,
3: he has a Twitter account. Yeah, he has a Twitter account. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely. don't think he has a Facebook that, that, account. That, nah. Yeah, just Twitter. Definitely Twitter. Yeah. yeah. But that's definitely him, though, so for sure. It's verified. So, so Twitter him.
1: Oh, okay. Tweet him. And I, was, I was surprised <laughs> to see him on this new show I'm after, sorry, the, tweet him. after the um, Super Bowl called New Girl. I was surprised to see him on that.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. That was, that was yeah. Funny. I just saw that today. I just saw it. It was funny. It was like, finish your pancakes.
1: Pancakes. Right. It, that, was,
3: that was the funniest part to me. The funniest I, don't think,
5: part. I think people think Prince is an actor, and I think that's like the best part about him. That's him. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. him. Yeah. Nothing changes.
0: Like, I'm like oh yeah. <laughs> I witnessed that. <laughs> that
3: is him all day. So it's it's definitely it's it's cool like going back and watching, you know, his his movies from the eighties and mean, you know, literally like, yo, that's Prince. Like he acts like just like that. That's him.
1: That's him. <laughs>
3: his, wow. and his, he made a career humor. out of playing
1: himself. Humor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Thank you. I'm going to let you go. Um, thank you for giving Mike and I an opportunity to speak with you. It's been fun. I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Thank, okay. you, thank you,
3: Thank you, Mike. Thank you, we appreciate thank it. you Mike. Yeah, we really do. Right. So BK, say hello to your somewhere. mother for me. I would definitely do that.
1: Okay. All right. All right, Marcus, All you right. can go get some sleep now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> man, I'm up now. I'm about to start working on some music and finish some stuff I was supposed to do earlier. I've just been sleeping. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. It must be nice. All it right. It must be
1: nice. All right, guys. Uh, be right. careful. Be safe. And thanks again. Okay. Thank you. Yes, Love you, man. Terry.
3: Love you, Mike. Right. Have a great day. Love you All, back. Night. Too, man. All right. See you guys later.
1: Marvelous,
2: Marvelous, Marvelous.
0: Marvelous, marvelous. You know like. right. Mike Get it right, hate. get it right. Get it right, get it right
3: right, see you guys later. Thanks again.
1: Bye. All right, Bye. All right. Bye. All right. that was Marcus Anderson and BK Jackson. Um, definitely check them out on Facebook, um, their websites, and Twitter and Instagram. Um, definitely follow these young guys because they are very talented, and you know when they're touring with Prince. Uh, They are doing it. They are doing it. So, Mike, anything to add?
2: Any last words? Nothing. Nothing to add. I just I love the music that you know we heard tonight, and uh, I can't wait to hear BK's new stuff when it when it drops. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Me too. Me too. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Thanks to those that were in the chat room, um, Boney Fan, Carol came in, Lori, Phil Denny, and all of the guests. Thank you so much for tuning in, and for those that called in, thank you for your phone calls. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen, and Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites Talkingsmoothjazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at jazz underscore queen and the Daily Drive. That's T-H-A Daily grind.